Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. Good evening. I am so pleased to have my special guest, our newest super friend, and my CEO sister, Mrs. Annette Morris, on the show with us this evening. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for being on. I'm going to read through her bio, and I'm going to talk her up, but then I want her to tell us who she is and what she does in her own words. So Ms. Annette J. Morris, M.A., is the CEO and owner of Goal Getter LLC, founder of Goal Get Her Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, host of the Mind MIND weekly TV series and movement maker for the Mind Initiative. Annette has a knack for developing the goals and visions of other movement makers. She helps female entrepreneurs and therapists monetize their divine gifts and skills, positioning them to create profitable businesses to leverage in order to both live and leave a legacy. Annette is committed to her own development as a leader, mental health counselor, master certified life mindset business coach, and speaker. As a first-generation college graduate and entrepreneur holding a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology from Southern University of New Orleans and a Master of Arts degree from Xavier University of Louisiana, seeing the elevation of women globally excel is at the forefront of Annette's mission. Annette, also an author, has published 13 books, six of which were co-author projects and three of the books made it to Amazon's bestsellers list and won an international bestseller. Annette was also recently recognized as Brains Magazine's Top 500 Global Leaders. In addition to being a phenomenal speaker, author, and life-changing coach, Annette's also a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Now that is a phenomenal bio right there. She has accomplished so many things already in her young life because you know she's still in my living young, her, young life. Still living her best life. So yes. <laughs> welcome Annette and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise with us this evening. Now please well, ta- absolutely absolutely I was waiting on this one. Um, please tell the listening audience in your own words who you are and what it is that you do. So y'all heard the description of Spring just read my bio. I'm always shocked when I hear a bio because I'm like, dang, I, I probably saw it that. So it's always just a shocking for me to hear. It's like the first time I heard it every time. Uh, but in a nutshell, I am, um, I have been created by God to transform the life of women. Um, by leveraging their businesses, which is passion-based, right? So I do believe in helping women to identify their God-given gifts 
and convert that gift into a six or seven figure income generating business um, that allows them to live a legacy and to leave a legacy, right? Um, and so I, I, I just felt like I was created to empower and transform the lives of women, getting them out of the rut, right? Because, you know, a lot of times we as women, we live sacrificial lives, right? Simply because we go into the roles of being moms and wives and spouses and all the things, mm-hmm. and we make sure everybody around us is good um, except for ourselves, right? So we are always on a back burner, and I don't, I didn't like that life, so I changed mine, and I feel like I'm here to transform the lives of other women. So we are on the front burner of our own lives, and we're living a life that's pleasing to us, that's fulfilling to us. Um, not saying neglect the kids and neglect the spouses, but damn sure not neglecting ourselves. So that's uh, like my mission in life right now, just to make sure we are implementing and practicing self-care and prioritizing us. Absolutely. And I am an avid mm-hmm. TikToker. So you know what came up to, and came to mind when you said taking care of the house and the wives and the kids. Listen, okay. What? I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave that alone because I, you know, I can't be the daycare lady and say that type of stuff out loud now. They're going to they gonna get me. They're going to get me. I ain't going to do it. So. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit. I was really excited to talk to you, first of all, because you have such an awesome personality, and I know that people are going to enjoy this episode, but I wanted to... I wanted to be able to speak to more people that can speak to the self-care piece and mental health is a part of self-care in my mind's eye. Would you agree? I agree. Absolutely. Definitely agree. Okay. So getting started, where did you get your start in therapy? Because you are um, a licensed clinical therapist, correct? Or that's where... No, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I am a master's level therapist, which means I, you know, I have... No, go ahead. So I have my master's in uh, mental health counseling, so I'm a psychotherapist, but I never okay. went and pursued a license in it, right? Okay. And the reason being is because I know that I was not going to stay in the field mm. indefinitely. Most people pursue licensure because they want to go into private practice. Got it. Um, I knew that wasn't the route God had for me. I don't even know... Um. I didn't know that I wasn't going to stay in the field. Even I, I only stayed in the field for five years as being a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew part of the process was for me to go to grad school to get that degree. And it was simply to get a better understanding of how the human mind works. Mm-hmm. And then my part in making the transformation and doing the mindset work that I do now, uh, mainly with women, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to stay in the field because even from before I got accepted into it. And when I look back now, I always tell people, you know what, I, I shouldn't have even gotten accepted into grad school because they initially do an interview with you, an entrance interview mm-hmm. uh, for you to go to grad school. And they asked me on the entrance interview, was I pursuing licensure? And I was like, nope. And he was like, well, are you going to pursue a doctorate? I said, nope, that's not what God told me. Like, this is part of the process. I know this is step one. I don't even know what this is going to lead to, but I do know that none, no part of the process is for me to pursue a doctorate or licensure, right? Um, I, I just don't know what it is. And so when I look back in hindsight, I'm like, this shouldn't have even accepted me because I wasn't even going the tradition, traditional route that most people go when mm-hmm. they pursue this master's degree, but I did get accepted. So it was just a part of the plan that God yeah. had for me to, again, pursue that degree just to get a better understanding of how the human mind works 
and then to secure the skills and techniques necessary to transition people's thoughts, right? So negative thoughts mm-hmm. to positive thoughts, which leads to positive behavior, which leads to ultimate life changes. Mm-hmm. So that was really like the, the reason why God led me down that road. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with therapy because I knew that I didn't want to talk about mental illness all the time, right? So technically, right. and I say this all the time, like all of us can be found in a DSM. That's the reality, right? All of us have a diagnosis. But mm-hmm. can you live and lead a normal life, productive life, fulfilling life in spite of a diagnosis? Yes, you can. But in therapy, like, that's all we can do is function on. You have this diagnosis, you know, making sure you take your medication. Right. These are the techniques you're going to use to help, you know, those type of things mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm much rather to talk about mental wellness and not even make mention of whatever your diagnosis is. Right. That is so, that is so important, too. And um, mm-hmm. it sounds like... You could have gone the therapist route, but again, therapists, much like doctors, anybody with a, a doctor on their name, basically are literally just trying to treat the problem, not actually find a resolution or a cure or whatever that word would be to get people from where they are to an actual place they want to be. Instead of band-aiding it and just kind of talking about it and, like, take your meds and do these two, three things, literally changing your mindset to mm-hmm. a different place so that you could actually fulfill mm-hmm. the life that you're supposed to be, not just kind of go through life. Yeah. And then, so, let me let me backtrack a little bit because I'm, I'm not going to say that nobody needs medication. There are some people that absolutely need the medication, right? So when you have, like, issues that are, like, severe mental illness or, like, um, you know, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, those type of things or whatever, they warrant medication. But then some disorders really don't warrant medication, right? Right. Really just helps, just, like, behavior modification type things that we can work with children on or or work with adults on and those Mm -hmm. type of things or whatever to modify their behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. So even in spite of the diagnosis, in spite of the medication, so I personally know um, this guy that works for one of my clients or whatever, she has a behavioral agency, but she hired him to work for her. He has schizophrenia, right? But when Mm -hmm. he takes his medication regularly, he's a very, very intelligent guy. So Mm -hmm. um, he started making sure he was regular on his medication. He went back to school. He got a college degree. He works for her now, so he has a consistent job, consistent revenue. And he'll tell you, like, I know that I have to take my medication consistently. This is the only way that I can lead a normal life. So once you get beyond, okay, he's schizophrenic. He has he's a diagnosis schizophrenia. Live with that. He has his medications. He's taken properly and consistently. Now he's leading a normal life. That's what I, you know what I mean? Like, I'd gotcha. rather work with that aspect than to keep talking about, and well, you got schizophrenia. You know what I mean? Right. That's where I was going with that. But you... This is your lane and your zone of expertise, so it sounded so much more eloquent when it come out of your mouth. So, <laughs> so, so basically, there is a split between the two. But your you have decided to work with those who can have just a mind transformation, and whether or not they need medication, but are literally working to transform the mind. So basically, Correct. you're a transformation coach in in essence. Um, Pretty much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before we get to talking too much more, I'm going to take a pause right here. I want to thank the listening audience for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break to recognize our sponsors. Child Care Pro Circle podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. 
Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your Star 2 jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, our homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The Book Collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we'll continue our conversation with our guest, Mrs. Annette Morris. So how large a role does mindset play to the business owner? I think mindset plays the biggest role in everybody's life, no matter if you're a business owner or whatever it is, but definitely business owners, right? Because I truly feel like if you can change your mind, you can change your entire life, right? Everything starts with the mind from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people say, okay, well, you got to be physically healthy. How about when you're physically healthy and your mind still has you bound and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And you still don't move. Like you're capable of moving, but mentally your mind is not allowing you to move. So you stay stuck. What good is your physical Mm -hmm. health and you still mentally stuck? I'm mentally captive. So everything for me starts with the mind and the mindset, right? If you tell yourself, I can't do something, then the mind says, okay, we ain't going to do it. Tell yourself, I can't do it. The mind is going to figure out a way to get it done. It all starts with the mind. If you change your mind, you can change your entire life. I really, really would agree with that. And I want to tell you why. Because Mm -hmm. um, now we've been in the, uh, the CEO Collective for a long time. One of the, mm-hmm. the one of the biggest things that I needed to do when I first got in there was that mindset shift. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that was what I was supposed to be doing that very first mm-hmm. year. I was overwhelmed, couldn't do nothing. I didn't know what to do. First of all, I'm real green, um, not college educated, so I haven't been in the corporate world necessarily. Of course, I have jobs. I've been responsible, been in management, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I hadn't had a lot of the things that, the ladies that were in that circle with me um, hadn't had those experiences. So I felt whooped with information, beat up with all the things. I was in the quiet in the background trying to be real quiet, trying not to sound dumb or look dumb because I felt like I didn't know as much as others. So, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole um, comparing yourself and all the things my first year. But Mm -hmm. what I got out of that very first year in the CEO collective was that mindset piece. I needed to change Mm -hmm. my mind. And I said all that Mm -hmm. to say, two years ago, I went and lived with my brothers who I did not grow up with. It was just a wonderful experience because, again, Mm -hmm. we didn't grow up in the same household, none of that stuff. But it it Mm -hmm. says something about the environment that you're in and Mm -hmm. being around like-minded people because that two Mm -hmm. years has had me have to now work really hard right now to reset mm-hmm. my mind yet again. 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm down this path again, trying to make sure that I transfer that mind to all positivity. I can do anything. I'm worthy. I'm worth it. I'm, you know, all the things that I had to do in the in the first place to shift my mind. And just to watch myself or look in hindsight and was just like, that little time you spent with people that aren't on the same page or path as you can really get you all the way off kilter. So it yep, everything absolutely. to me, and, and I will agree with you, so I'm going to touch and agree, but we can't touch. So we're going to touch <laughs> well, we voices. Can't agree. <laughs> we definitely can agree that everything starts with the mind because I'm, I literally need to change my weight. My knees mm-hmm. and my hips are tired mm-hmm. of me. But mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I'm going to speak to this, you saying that physically you could be all this and that, but if your mind's still messed up, being physically fit, really, it don't mean nothing because you're depressed or you're, you know, you're anxious or yep. whatever. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's something in my mind, and I know it like I know my name, there's something in my mind that has to switch mm-hmm. before I'm going to be able to, lo- to, to release this weight and keep it mm-hmm. off. Because I've lost yeah, weight before. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so everything starts with the mind. I'm, I'm just so yep. in agreement with you on yeah, that. Absolutely one. everything. Mm-hmm, absolutely and, everything. And, just, yep. and like you said, not just for business owners, but just people in general, anything and everything that you do, your mm-hmm. mindset has to mm-hmm. change. If it happens to do with your marriage, your relationship with your mama, your, your, your daddy issues, your, your whatever. It starts mm-hmm, with your mind right. and you changing how you think and how you operate, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not relying yep, on so other people to do that for you because yep. I just ran into they, that. They cannot. Yeah. Right. They cannot because people can encourage you, but they can't, um, they can't make you make the decision, right? But they can help you to see life differently. So in other words, mm. um, I know like a lot of my clients come to me with like mental barriers, right? Because, you know, a lot of us are first-generation entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it done before. They don't think it's possible. They have family that's discouraging them. Well, I don't think you should do this. You know, all that type yes. of stuff or whatever, oh, right? Yeah. So they're fighting against all of that. And so once I can talk them into believing in themselves and understanding, like, this is God's purpose on your life, this mm-hmm. type of thing or whatever, this is how you monetize it, um, you know, these are the fees, this is the value you possess, and something turns the light on for them, you know, with me mm-hmm. constantly motivating them, talking to them or whatever, and then showing them, this is how you monetize that particular gift or your passion or whatever, right? You can provide this service at this rate. If you sell this many mm-hmm. to this many people, then you can generate this amount of revenue, those type of things. So then they start to see, like, with ease, and it's more believable, and it's more attainable, which is which increases their faith in themselves and their ability mm-hmm. to do the business, all these type of things. So at some point, a light comes on, and they're like, you know what? I can do this. It doesn't seem yeah. as overwhelming. I know I'm not going to give my family support. That's cool. Yeah. I just need to get in another circle of people that's going to encourage me and motivate me, those type of things. So just like, you know, once they understand and that light comes on and then they're they're like, okay, well, I know I can do this and they get into yeah. different environments, then start taking one step at a time. Yeah. So once they accomplish that goal, it seems more doable. You've actually gotten them to change their mind, take more action steps towards accomplishing that goal. You don't ultimately change that person's life. You know, Absolutely. so um, that's like the reward for like when I get, I was just telling somebody this morning, when I get people inboxing me and be like, girl, let me tell you how your coaching changed my life. And this is the things that, that I accomplished. So let me awesome. tell you how much money I made and all these other things or whatever. That excites me. That's way more fulfilling than anything for me. Than anything so, yeah. under the sun. Yep. And that, that mm-hmm. I can attest to what you were saying as well, because 
once I made that initial mindset shift, I literally mm-hmm. hit the ground running. Like, yeah. it started making sense. It started clicking for me. I mean, and there was other things that I had to learn and other, you know, stuff to put in place, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But it literally freed me up to feel, to stop feeling like somehow internally I wasn't worthy of this. Um, if other people are around me and they don't mm-hmm. have the same thing that I do, then they're going to treat me a certain way or that kind of stuff. Once I started to let that kind of stuff go, Mm-hmm. Things, things were things turned around so I'm still under the impression the distinct impression that I am worthy of whatever I can get my mind my hands on whatever is for me is for me um that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so I am turning that mindset thing right back around so even if you fall mm-hmm. off a little bit I really feel like you can turn that right back around and keep going absolutely absolutely yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in regards to mental mm-hmm. health, how can mm-hmm. businesses help employees ab- avoid burnout? That's a little switch to it. But how can mm-hmm. how can that um according you know, regards to the mental health piece, how can a how can employees <clears throat> kind of avoid that burnout? So thing? employers, one of the things that um seems to be an, a problem with employers is that they don't understand boundaries. Mm-hmm. And employees don't enforce boundaries with employers. Mm-hmm. I use, for example, one of my best friends was in management for Walmart for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> she was an HR, HR manager. And even when she's on vacation, she was living in Dallas, um, but she would come home on vacation. And she felt like she had to leave her phone on. They would always call her almost like every day. Where is this? How can, you know, how can I do this? How do we do this? All these other type things. And so one day we were together and he must have called her about three times. I said, why did you keep answering the phone? Right. Like you're on vacation, right? And she was like, yeah, because they're not going to be able to, I said, if you die, what would they do? She said, well, I was like, well, whatever they would do if you die, they yep. should do that night. Somebody but will get it done. Stop yeah, you should stop answering the phone because you're on vacation. And it's but if you have to mentally... Yeah, if you if you have to keep mentally being at Walmart, then you should have just stayed there and not taken a vacation. <laughs> you know, because if you're mentally there, then shit, you're there. You know what I mean? Right. And so, employees always have the fear, like if I don't answer the phone, you know, you know, I might lose my job. You're on vacation. You shouldn't be answering the right. phone, right? But so employers no make it to <laughs> right, exactly. But employers. Make it feel like, like especially like if you're in management, you have to answer a phone. If I'm mm-hmm. on vacation, I don't have to answer a phone, right? So they don't understand. The employers don't seem to understand. Well, not and employees don't enforce it and make them understand it, right? right? So, again, if I'm employed by a company and you have approved, that's another issue that I have with you haven't approved my own time off. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, you approve my time off and then you keep calling me or even when I'm at home, if my shift is from nine to five and I work at nine to five, you shouldn't be calling me when I'm at home asking me anything work related, anything mm-hmm. related to the job. I think I'm not going to, you know, I shouldn't have to answer your call or feel like I have to answer your call because I'm at home. So I, when I get home, I need to detach from the work day and then attach and transition into mommy mode, wife mode, house mode, whatever. If I'm not a mom or wife, right? 
I should be able to tr- transition into a self mode, relaxation exactly. mode, self care mode, whatever yes, it is, ma'am. and out of work mode. But if I have to keep answering your calls and te- I, you know, that's that's just kind of hard. So there's no separation of the two, and that causes burnout. If I if I can't ever turn off, right, okay, okay. Go ahead. So being able to um, separate work from home is really like a necessity, right? Because that, again, if I have to constantly think, you know, I'm at home, but Lord, I want to dig a comment for this. I want to dig a comment for that, right? It, mentally, you still at work. And, you know, that's the old song you say, your mind is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. No, your yeah. mind, everybody needs to be in the same place. So if you're at in home, then you need to mentally be at home. You need to physically be at home, spiritually at home. You need to have detached totally from work. And so those type of things cause burnout when I have to excessively think about work and excessively do work and all these other things and bringing work home. And, you know, I know people that be right. like, oh, I bought my work home. No, leave that work at work. If it's cut off at five, then cut it off at five, you know. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that causes burnout, especially for um, and, and even in this entrepreneurship space. Right. So uh, as entrepreneurs, we tend to work, work, work and hustle oh, okay. and chase the bag and all this all this other foolishness that we don't bought into. Um, and, and again, I say we because, I, you know, I was there at one mm-hmm. time, right, just hustling and seeing no sleep. You know, we talk about that, like that's a bad divine or something, right, seeing like no sleep. Cute. And I'm going to get sleep when, yeah, I'm going to get sleep when I die and all that other foolishness. And I had done that for years uh, when I first started being an entrepreneur. So July will be 12 years that I've been a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. When I very first started, um, I had like, I had three businesses at one time. Um, and I'm working all of them and hustling and I'm like, oh, I'm chasing a bag, I'm, you know, all this other stuff or whatever. And after years of that, like I would fall asleep with my laptop in the bed with me and tape was all in the bed, you know, like tape was my, mm-hmm. the bed was my desk and wake up three hours later and get back to work and all that other stuff or whatever. And after years of that, um, I almost experienced burnout. And I started like snapping really easily. And I can remember something here. I don't even remember what the situation was, but I can remember like really snapping out on it, right? And then I could remember asking myself, like, why did you snap? That wasn't even that serious. Like, why did you get that angry over whatever the situation was? It didn't warrant the level of anger that I was exhibiting right. um, as it regarded to it. And so when I thought about it, I was like, let me let me self-assess and figure out what's going on with me because that wasn't serious enough for me to get that angry about it. And I was like, oh, shoot, you're about, you're about to burn out, right? Cause, and, I, and I started recognizing, like, all the times. I'm like, no, you need to do something because one of the things you can't afford to do is burn out. Um, and then so I started, like, looking up, like, what are things that I could do to avoid burnout? How can I decompress? How can I de-stress? And how can I lessen my anxiety? This is that or whatever to avoid burnout. And so naturally, the natural thing, you know, start implementing self-care. What does self-care look like? Okay, meditation. Okay, I'm going to start with meditation. Let me figure out, you know, some other things or whatever. And then so along the journey, I just started figuring out things that I can do for self-care. And um, as I figured them out, I started doing them. And some things I realized I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this can't be a part of my routine. The things that I really like, I held on to. So meditation was one of the hardest things for me to do because it required me to sit still. And my oh, mind goodness. never stays still, you know what I mean? Oh, and I'm God. never still like that or whatever, right? So it was one of the hardest things for me to do, but I realized I really do like it. I just need to figure out how to do it because I'm not a person that sits still like this. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I like it because it, it recalibrates me, right? It makes me feel like I'm in alignment spiritually, mentally, physically, all the things. So I was like, I need to figure out how to master this. And so I started out with like, five minutes of guided meditation and then increases to 10 minutes. So now I'm up to 20 minutes, but it's been like mm-hmm. a five-year process for me to get up to like 20 minutes of meditation. I understand. So. I absolutely can't even do it still. 
I literally, because first of all, I come from a family where I, I never even heard the word meditation. Um, oh, like that's what I'm like within the last yeah, five yeah. years. I just started doing this, you know. Yeah, so like I didn't know what that was, and I literally I uh-huh. remember being on a um a call with a um a mindset coach through the the collective and she was just uh-huh. like well what do you do you meditate do you do? I said I don't even know what that is like I'd I be hearing that what does that look like I don't even know and I had a whole attitude because she was getting on my nerves um <laughs> got telling me I wasn't ready and all this old kind of stuff like ma'am you don't even know me first of all you just about? challenged me because don't nobody tell me what I can't do okay yeah so now I'm about to show you I'm gonna you. go figure it out anyway Anyway, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so, all Dude. the things. So I, I, I identify with all of what you were just talking about because I literally bought a desk that went over my bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> I literally bought a desk that sat up above my bed, and I would work and nap and sleep and eat and never move and all the things. Um, I gained about 50, 60 pounds my first year and a half in business because it was my baby. I had to do everything. I had to be everywhere. I was working. I was owning this daycare and working a job as a leader in the job, doing all the all, all that job's paperwork and all that stuff. It was just a lot. And so mm-hmm. um, I didn't even know that I, too, most likely have been on the verge of burnout a few times at a couple of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, I do want to identify with the not drawing boundaries piece. And for me, a long Mm -hmm. time in my life, drawing boundaries was something that, first of all, was unheard of. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know that it was a thing. And I didn't Mm -hmm. really know how to do it. And saying no was a little difficult for me. I always wanted, I have been a people pleaser. Um, Just wanting people not to be mad at me, that kind of little stuff. I was always kind of the quiet one and just didn't want to ruffle a whole lot of feathers. Because um, I was the middle kid, you know, all the things that they, you know, put on you or you put on yourself because I can't blame other people for the things that I didn't do for me. Um, but now that I know how to do them and I know what it is that I need to do, I'm definitely, you know, putting that in place. And I, too, have been guilty of not drawing boundaries with my employees and when I seen that that needed to I wasn't going to lose this job and my work is hard for this I was able to do that with them but I also have been guilty of being the employee that pushed a little too hard or expected a little too much so hearing you say that I was just like hmm, okay and so even checking my own self I, I always say God got jokes because every single person I have sat down to talk to about something on this podcast has given me something as well. So it is like God sent to be able to even do this podcast and learn from some of the dope people that are out here doing so many wonderful things. I'm going to take another pause right here. I want to thank you for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break for some inspiration. As Child Care Programs day homes, and educators begin to return to in-person team meetings and events, it's important that we focus on our educators and building strong teams. A team made up of too many members with the same attitudes and personal approaches will create an imbalance which could prevent the team from working effectively. 
An effective, well-organized childcare team needs a balance of team members who possess a variety of skills, attitudes, and personal qualities. The qualification level and experience of each individual is clearly important because of the needs to comply with statutory requirements, but the personal characteristics of the members of the staff team are also critical. Focusing on your team of educators is critical in providing high quality care. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue our conversation with Miss Annette Morris. All right. So let's ask the same questions about owners. What things can they do for themselves to avoid stress and burnout? You spoke a little bit about it. Unpack that. Tell us what we can do. So I don't think that you can avoid stress, right? So like lessen the stress, yeah, avoid it. Especially as being a business owner, entrepreneur, like that almost seems like it's a part of the process, yeah, right? Um, but definitely, dec- exactly. <laughs> um, definitely can decrease it in the long-term effects of it, right? So I'll use, for example, um, I after I almost experienced burnout, I implemented a consistent self-care routine, right? So a lot of times when people do be like, oh, okay, I do self-care. What do you do for self-care? Oh, I get my nails on. How often do you do that? Oh, you know, twice a month. I, that's not consistent to me, right? Consistent right. is something that you can do every day. Um, and, and not saying that everything has to be done every day, but I believe self-care should be done every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's consistency for self-care. So you have to figure out something that you can do for, you, for yourself every day, right? Because you are you every day. You pour out every day, right? Especially as being a business owner, mm-hmm. which means like if you have a team, you got to make sure the team's good. You got to make sure your clients good. You got to make sure you, you know, whatever it is, right? So you pour out and do something every day. If you're a mom, you take care of the kids every day. If you're a wife, you take care of the husband every day. You know what I mean? So there's right. something that you need to do for yourself every day. Um, and out of a 24-hour day, you definitely have 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to allocate to self and making sure you're good, right? Yeah. I do recommend doing it at a time that is not blended in with what you're doing for other people. Um, so that it's, a, it's an allocated time, a time that's carved out that specifically for you. You don't have to help probably find the keys or the wallet or his glasses, the children, mine cannot. You don't have none of that going on, right? So right. it should be a quiet time where you can solely focus on you. My time is 4 a.m. to 5.30 a.m., right? Um, that is my you. time that I... <laughs> that's my time day. that I pray. <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't have to be that early, Absolutely. right? Because I'm an early Absolutely. person. I love love mornings, right? So if you okay. are a night person and you are a mom, then you want to wait till the children are put to mm-hmm. bed. You know, if, if you're married, wait till the spouse is going to bed or whatever and just, you know, make sure that they understand, hey, you know, this is my me time. I'll come join you in the bed after the bed. Um, it took a while for my husband to get adjusted to that in the morning. But I don't like when you get out the bed. When you get out the bed, your warm body going up. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. this time ain't about you anymore. This is right. this is me, my time for me. So, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. So he didn't like it at first. But, I mean, again, that's where boundaries come in, right? Right. You mm-hmm. have to set boundaries and enforce them. And people won't always like them, but they'll get adjusted to it or they won't. That has nothing to do with you, right? That's for them right. to adjust to it. Exactly. And so eventually everybody gets used to it. Um, four o'clock in the morning, I get up, I start with prayer, read my scripture, um, 
Then I get into my meditation. I get into uh, affirmations, just kind of taking time to just decompress, unwind, stress, um, and then read, right? So either if I'm reading a tangible book or I'm listening to a book on Audible, whatever that looks like, I get into that. So that's like my whole morning routine from 4 to 5.30 a.m. Um, then I wake my son up and he, you know, so he can start getting ready for school. And at 6.10, I leave out the door so I can go to the gym. So then I spend another 45 minutes or hour at the gym. And again, that's the end of my self-care for the entire day. Um, there are times at night when I feel like, ooh, today has been a lot. And I won't turn the television on. I'll turn on like a three to five hour uh, affirmation, meditation, manifestation, you know, aligning your chakras type uh, meditation at night. And turn mm-hmm. my Himalayan salt lamp on and then just go to sleep to that, right? So it really just depends on how the day flows. If I feel like I really need to decompress with that or if I need to journal to just to kind of unwind for the night, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So really the, the day determines like if I'm going to have something, if I'm going to do something at night or if I'm just going to, you know, watch, turn the TV on and just fall asleep on the television. Um, but definitely consistently the morning routine is there every day, um, Sunday to Saturday. So, um, yeah, 4 a.m. starts my day with that consistent routine. But let's just say, because I had to build myself up to be, you know, sort of 90 minute routine. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to do 90 minutes, right? But you definitely have 30 minutes to allocate to yourself. Absolutely. You definitely have 10, 20 minutes to just sit down and be like, I need to take this time just to breathe, just to be me, to recalibrate myself and prepare yeah. for the day because the old people used to say you can't pour from an empty glass, right? So Got daily, it. you should be re- refilling yourself and refueling, preparing yourself for whatever the day is going to bring. Because each day has its own set of problems, wins, victory, whatever it is, right? Each day has its own set of stuff. And if you don't take time to decompress and recalibrate and refill yourself, eventually you're going to be on E. And that's okay. when you start exhibiting burnout or uh-huh. uh, dealing with burnout and those type of things. So I believe that refilling and refueling yourself daily is it should be your top priority. Yeah, and you really need mm-hmm. to be intentional about it because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still kind of bad at it, admittedly. But mm-hmm. I try to be very intentional. First of all, I try to be intentional about prayer, meditation, not so much. But I heard something Steve Harvey said, and he was just like. Mm-hmm. Prayer is one thing and meditation is something else. Prayer is the actual mm-hmm. talking to God, and then the meditation is the actual listening to God. I said, oh, well, dang. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that go on? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why did I never think of that? So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. literally trying to, like I said, I'm redirecting my, my thoughts again. I'm trying to get myself into mm-hmm. another regimen. So this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Now I ain't paying you for, mm-hmm. your, for your help and your advice today. So I know you, you charge <laughs> people, but listen. Thank you <laughs> so much. You are because, welcome. I always, say, I always say God got jokes because, like I said, everybody I talk to, I have gleaned something from. So I'm so glad that the people that are across this path or are coming across this path of this podcast, because first, what it does for me is brings me mm-hmm. out of the out of the background and more into the forefront. I've never liked to be that right. person. However, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I, people have to know, like, and trust me to be able to do all of the things that I'm trying to do. So I just got to, you know, get in there and get it done. And so this is my new journey. And I'm just so glad to be able to connect with some of the people that I have connected with. I have literally Mm -hmm. learned so much good stuff. So as we end up the podcast, 
please share with us some tools, tips, or a resource in regard to mental health, the mindset. Give us some um, information to go with. And I know you just gave me a, a really good revelation. So I hope people are taking notes because this was a really mm-hmm. good um, episode and you have dropped some, some, some very useful gems. But give us something mm-hmm. to go home with um, as resource tool, a tip, something like that. And then um, at the end, we're going to ask you where we can connect with you. So the best thing, the best bit of advice that I can give you is to hire me as a mindset coach. Like Absolutely. that's the best bit of advice that I can. <laughs> but the second piece of advice that I can give you again is prioritizing yourself. Right? Um, it doesn't matter like who you're connected to, uh, how many obligations you have, who you're responsible for. It doesn't matter. Like literally, um, your children and your husband shouldn't be on a front burner and you be on a back burner. Right, mm-hmm. or your your children and your wife, or you know whoever it is that you're connected to, you should always be on the front burner of your life. Like you should be your priority. Um, God first, you second, family after that, and then everybody else comes trickling in, right? Mm-hmm. But definitely, you should be a priority. So make sure you are pouring into yourself absolutely every day. It doesn't, you know, no matter what time looks like, time frame wise, right? Mm-hmm. Self care should be intentional and it should be consistent. Um, just to make sure you're taking care of your mentals as much as you take care of your physical. Right. Um, a lot of people, you know, I'm a diet and I'm a lose weight and this is that or whatever. And I tell people like, we are proactive about going to the doctor every year. We make sure we have our annual, you know, checkup mm-hmm. or whatever, but we never get our mental checkups. We're not as proactive mentally, right? right. So go to the therapist and talk, or talk to somebody or find a mindset coach that can help you navigate your space, um, in this journey through life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all benefit from mindset shifting. But definitely implement a consistent self care routine and take care of thyself, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so she beat me to mm-hmm. it. She she um <laughs> went ahead and, and got out the, the shameless plug. So I am the master delegator. I have dubbed myself <laughs> that I'm I'm a uh trademark or something. I don't know. I'm playing. <laughs> you <No>. should. <laughs> <laughs> but what I have found you absolutely I, should. <laughs> yes, right. Um and is Oh, so, <laughs> so I, what I have found as an entrepreneur is that you don't have to do it all yourself. Sometimes we burn ourselves out when we we're half killing ourselves in our businesses because we won't reach out for the help or we feel like we can't afford it or we feel whatever the emotion is, whatever the feelings are. Um, but little by little, we should reach out for the help that we need so that our journey is not so heavy and it's written. So I always put out a shameless plug for the people that I have connected with and had on the podcast because every single person has a piece of expertise that can help someone else. And for me, my audience is childcare business owners. And so Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely reach out to you. If something resonates with you and you want you want this, you need this, you know you need something, definitely reach out to Miss Annette um, yeah. and make sure that you get the help that you need, whether it be mm-hmm. the mental, the, the mindset piece, marketing, management, um, delegation, whatever it is, finding a VA, finding whatever, I always do the shameless plug because <laughs> we, can, we can DIY it. But would it be as good if you found someone that actually had the expertise in exactly what you need? 
That's just yep. a question for you. That's rhetorical. <laughs> so, Miss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Annette, I truly appreciate you taking the time to share all of this useful information with us and being on with, with us this evening. I hope you enjoyed being on because I definitely enjoyed having you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you invited me to share with you all on today. <laughs> absolutely. I kind of stalked it, y'all. So... I was going to make sure we got this on the end. So um, if you would do one last thing for us, please share how the listeners can contact you and support you. Um, I can be found on Instagram and on Facebook. My personal pages are Annette J. Morris MA on both platforms as well as on LinkedIn. Um, I am on the business page on Facebook is the goal, G-O-A-L, Getter, G-E-T-T-E-R-L-L-C. On um, Instagram, we are goal underscore getter underscore university because that's our platform for with our courses. So it's a membership of courses for entrepreneurs, teaching them everything from how to start a business or how to start a, a nonprofit on up to how to scale that business to multiple 10K months. Um, so that's goal underscore getter underscore university. By email, goalgetterllc at gmail.com. Website is goalgetterforever.com or com. So all of those ways I can be reached. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So thank you again for being on. I totally appreciate you. It's always and a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much and have a good night. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer, products, and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms, and so much more can be found on the website, springcjackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.